Broadcasting from a remote corner of the front office of Grave Diggers Local 16. This is Six Foot Plus, the podcast of music and more for those who like it spooky.
Why, hello. Here we are, in your ear again. It's as if you decided to double dip at that creepy house at the end of the lane in hopes that the kindly old man didn't recognize your costume. Maybe you had a second mask tucked underneath your coat just to see if you could scam your way into another piece of candy. That's rather ingenious until you pull apart that brightly colored plastic wrapper to see the chocolate bar you've been promised is instead a piece of rotten wood or a slice of moldy bread. But you can't be too upset. You tried for a treat, but instead you got tricked. And look at that. I pretty much tricked myself into saying that this program you're listening to is a fetid piece of candy. Seems that even your dear host can't help but wind up bewitched in this, the October country, the witching season, the time when the shadows tell riddles and the night is sewn together with alluring deception. Nothing is really what it seems when you're strolling through the darkened forest that is Halloween. The best thing to do is keep a lantern nearby and trust that nothing can be trusted. That goblin giving you a flower? That brightly colored clown offering you a free carnival ride? Those women willing to tell you the face of your one true love or the magic words to turn all your worries into gold? Well, dear listener, I would say that you should accept all those offers at your own risk. After all, like the twisted metaphor I shared with you earlier, that treat might turn out to be a trick. Though if you're clever, you can out-trick those who would trick you and find your way into a treat. As it is, you are able to find yourself into a second episode of Six Foot Plus this week. How lucky for you! Unlike the prior installment, which arrived warts and all, this is a tad more polished. Not a lot more polished, but enough to notice. Consider this the full-sized candy bar to the earlier fun-size bite. Either way, get ready for another installment of the program broadcasting from the creepy side of music. This is the program that showcases music with a weird and horror bent, featuring such genres as psychobilly, horror punk, just general punk, demented surf, mutant garage rock, dark synth wave, and whatever else we happen to dig up. Episodes new and old can be found online at sixfootplus.com on Apple Podcasts, on Stitcher Radio, wherever you happen to listen to podcasts. Give us a thumbs up, a five-star rating, a review. Recommend us to all your friends. Be our friend on social media, Six Foot Plus Podcast on Instagram and on Facebook and Twitter at Six Foot Plus. Number six, F-T-P-L-U-S. We do have a call-in number for you bold ones out there, a deadline of sorts. 347-391-1953 or you can just send us an email contact at sixfootplus.com remember to spell it with the number six f-t-p-l-u-s i'm the ghoul who's gone to the gallows twice and made it into work the next morning the grinning jack-o'-lantern behind this microphone the thing with a thousand eyes two ears and one silver tongue your friendly neighborhood grave digger the always delayed slightly decayed but never afraid one and thankfully only strange jason hello so here we are with our second episode in less than a week it's halloween after all magic is afoot and I did say that I was going to try to put up an episode every Friday this month. Let's see how long we last. 
This time around, we do have music from the Gorgons, Deadbolt, the Young Werewolves, Low Straight Jackets, and more. Monster Matt Patterson will try to go out early for Devil's Night, only to wind up a, a toilet papered mess in the Monster Matt Minute. And then we all go bobbing for apples with Craig Chaos, who gives us another killer cut. This first part is going to be a little bit light, but I do have a lot to say later in this episode. We kicked off this installment with Tony and the Valentines, Halloween Night, and Ron Hex and Ghoul Squad, Queen of Halloween. It's not really Halloween for me until I listen to the first two Ghoul Squad albums. After that, it is officially the season of Orange and Black. This time around, it's a bit of a grab bag as we have some old classics and some new tracks for you, like this. The Teenage Zombies released Smoke and Mirrors, their brand new album, in September. Go and pick it up. You can find it on Amazon, you can find it wherever they sell awesome music. It's UK Psychobilly, and if you love UK Psychobilly, you're going to love this. Here, off of their brand new album, Teenage Zombies and Grave Dance. Sleep at night. 
and producer and co-creator of Night of the Living Dead Live, and you're listening to Six Foot Plus.
The Gorgons, Severed Apart. It's one of my favorite tracks off of their album, Just Starting to Get Ugly, which probably explains why I don't play any other songs off of their album. I would get yourself a copy, dear listener. Find it on Discogs or CD Baby or Amazon. Be resourceful. You can find it. I believe in you. We also heard Concombri Zombie, Haunted Heart, off of this Return of the Hot Rod Zombie compilation I found kicking around this corner of the front office. It is always good to have physical media, dear listener. I am going to have to call my geek freak squad to do some mad science on this external hard drive of mine. Ah, It's going to require a real Frankenstein number to see if they can resurrect it and bring it back to life. I have a lot of music on it that I don't want to lose. With that said, all the CDs I see in the corner over there, they are still good. They still work. Physical media, it's not dead yet. It's just a little undead. If your favorite artist, dear listener, has a new CD out, and if it's just a few dollars more than a digital download, why not buy it? Not only will you be giving them some more money and more incentive for your favorite ghouls to stay together as a band, but then you'll also have a CD for the day your own hard drive has a digital stake driven through its heart. It's coming, believe me. Of course, sometimes digital is all there is. Take The Rotting, the brand new release by Under a Nightmare. The venerable horror punkers write, to celebrate Under a Nightmare's 16th year of spooky survival in 2018, we've uploaded this live acoustic session that was recently discovered. It was laid down on tape, or digital in this case, during the recording of 2006 Monsters 89. We don't normally play a lot of acoustic stuff on this show, but this is pretty wonderful. And as I look at their band camp, I notice that you can celebrate Under a Nightmare's 16th year by throwing them $25, and doing that will get you their entire discography, which is really the cost of one LP, and that's before shipping. So go pick up everything by Under a Nightmare, and while you're doing that, hear now an acoustic version of their song Shelly and the Vampire. Oh, 
The Young Werewolves, Zombie Prom. I miss the Young Werewolves. I once saw them play inside of a Two Boots pizza joint somewhere in Connecticut. I think they shared the bill with Ghoul's Night Out. I miss Ghoul's Night Out too. Ah, what a wonderful time. Maybe one day, the Young Werewolves will do a reunion show. Keep all 13 of your fingers crossed. As I said in the earlier episode this week, I've got a lot on the slab for this season. The Phantom Creeps have their annual Halloween Monster Hop, which will feature the return of Forbidden Dimension. The longtime horror rock icons have their brand new album out, Muchas Moscas, and this will mark the second time that they've played New York City. They're also going to be playing Boston on Thursday, October 25th with the Crimson Ghosts. Then the Ghosts will travel down to play the Hop on the 27th, and that is one week after the Phantom Creeps unveil Vampires over Coney Island, a celebration of the life and unholy passion of one Carol Borland. It also features a screening of Mark of the Vampire. Plus I hear we're going to dig up as many bloodsuckers as possible, so my back is already screaming from all the graves I'm going to have to unearth. <laughs> Being a gravedigger, dear listener, it's not all it's cracked up to be. And the fact that it's not cracked up at all should tell you something. Though, if you want to feel lightheaded, pale, and dizzy, as if you're under the spell of a tall, mysterious, unholy stranger, then just sit right there. No, we're not going to bring in Christopher Lee or Bella Lugosi. No, it's time to feel the draining dread. That is the Monster Mat Minute. Cool morning, maniacs. <laughs> Yes, that's right. It is I, your fiend, yours truly, Monster Matt Patterson, the man of a thousand bad monster jokes hailing all the way from Matsylvania. Yeah, hey to you sitting in the corner of the tomb, you freaky thing, you. <laughs> now, maniacs, have you ever heard Louis Armstrong's spooky song? It's called, Do You Know What It Means to Miss Halloween? And my, don't we miss Halloween. Yes, we do. I do, 11 months out of the darn year. <laughs> All right, moving along. Here's a little one for you. What does the Incredible Shrinking Man use for paint thinner? Twerp in time. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> now going back to old Satchmo. Did you hear Louis Armstrong's sci-fi song? It's called, What a Wonderful Thing from Another World. <laughs> oh, yeah. Which Frankie Sinatra Stein song keeps the cat people occupied? I've got the world on a string. <laughs> yeah, it's true, Maniac. Speaking of string, who is the cat people's favorite race car driver? Dale Bar Ball of Yarnborough. <laughs> Dale Ball of Yarnborough. Yeah, there you go. Say that three times while somebody else is holding your tongue or something. I don't know, maniacs. All right, and we're going to wrap this up by telling you that they say it takes a village to raise a child. Well, it also takes a village to chase Frankenstein's monster. Arr, arr.
<laughs> All right, maniacs, until next time, we're wrapping this up. And my, aren't you the yucky ones? And I'm telling you, Ouija board wishes and cadaver dreams. Bye-bye. This has been the Monster Map Minute with Monster Map Patterson. Congratulations, you've survived. For more from the man of a thousand bad monster jokes, follow Matt on Twitter at OneMonsterMatt. Number one, Monster Matt. Keep track of his convention appearances, his artwork, and his books, Ha Ha Horror and Bride of Ha Ha Horror, over at his website, HaHaHorror.com. Don't be frightened. You will be with me tonight. <laughs> we back a long time ago, there was a Halloween party, as you all know. There was a big King Kong that had a type, and old Charlie Gator with his terrible bite. The mummy was a scratching his rotten jaws, while monster knocked Charlie Gator through the wall. The spooks was a making of human stew. They even tried to roast Mr. Werewolf too. Yeah, rock, rock, everybody. Around, and mean Mr. Hyde making terrible sounds. The hunchback and
A fresh find on Bandcamp, that was The Road Sodas and The Butcher. They followed Jack Starr's Halloween Party. I hope you have a Halloween party, dear listener. And along with the season of Orange and Black, it's also time for Dia de los Muertos, the Mexican holiday known as Day of the Dead. Sit yourself down, it's time for History Lessons with Strange Jason. So Day of the Dead originated in ancient Mexico and northern Central America where the indigenous groups, including Aztec, Maya, and Toltec people, commemorated their loved ones who passed away earlier in the year. Certain months were dedicated to remembering the dead, but when the Spanish invaders decided to pop by, they brought along a healthy dose of Catholicism, invasive Catholicism, the worst kind. Thus, the process of honoring the dead mixed in with All Saints Day and All Souls Day, which is around the time of Halloween, start of November. Dia de los Muertos is a two-day affair, with November 1st being a day to remember the children who tragically passed away, and November 2nd being reserved to remember the adults. Mainly celebrated in Mexico, it's also observed throughout Latin America and also in American communities with Mexican residents. It's a celebration of life, that's why flowers, butterflies, and skulls are the main images associated with the holiday. There's a type of marigold whose name I cannot pronounce. I'm going to attempt to pronounce this, but please forgive me when I do. The Sempachuchil, I didn't pronounce that correctly, but it's a type of marigold native to Mexico and it's often placed on ofrendas a temporary altar used to honor a family's loved ones who passed on. The flowers are also placed around grave sites. Butterflies are believed to hold the spirits of the departed and skulls, I mean skulls are just cool, but they also represent the, the whole cycle of life and help take away the fear of death. Of course, this is just what I, dear listener, have been able to find with a simple Google search. I would encourage both you and I to expand our knowledge of this holiday and to also take a couple Spanish classes. I certainly do. <laughs> I certainly need to. Now, you might be asking, Uncle Strange Jason, I am not of Latin heritage and yet I would like to celebrate this festive holiday. Can I do that? The answer is yes, but you know, be respectful. There's a decent article out there called How Not To Be Offensive on this Dia de los Muertos. I know, I know, the word offensive might trigger some people, but yeah, give it a read. It's pretty decent. Basically, it recommends you to, one, don't mix the holiday for Halloween, so don't paint your face like La Catrina or a sugar skull on October 31st, because Day of the Dead is a sincere holiday. Like, it's more important to Mexican culture than Halloween is to American culture. Number two, Try to find an authentic celebration instead of drinking tequila at your local dive bar. Number three, you can get your face painted, but do it at a festival. Don't show up all dressed up in a costume. Stay humble, you know, like you are a guest, a visitor. Number four, do more research than just listening to some undead dude on a spooky music podcast. As I said, it's a sincere holiday for people and not just a convention for people who Really loved that movie, Coco. Coco was pretty good. I still prefer the Book of Life, but I'm weird. I'm strange. I'm strange, Jason. Speaking of people celebrating the influence of Latin culture. Chaos 
This is Killer Cuts from Craig Chaos. Craig is a record producer, a writer, a chainsaw aficionado, and most of all, a cool dude. And as a cool ghoul, he reaches into the Crypt of Chaos every month to share with us a vinyl selection. This time around, Craig writes, Hey there, Six Foot Plus listeners. I know I've played a few releases from the Rat as Hell label, Hidden Volume Records, in the past, but I've never been more excited to share one with you than I am now. Satan's Pilgrims have been a mainstay in the surf music world for coming up on 25 years, and they show no sign of slowing down. 2017's Siniestro LP was a surf rager that you must surely get your hands upon. But today I bring you the title track from their brand new 7-inch out now and limited to 90 green vinyl copies and 90 black vinyl copies on Hidden Volume Records. Here is Satan's Pilgrims with Taco Truck. Empezaron a gritar los monstruos tenebrosos Frankenstein y Blackaman 
comieron quesadillas de vampiro con pipián. ¡Qué muertos son! Sí. ¡Qué muertos son! la llorona en los brazos de Aquaman y Drácula volaba al compás del cachachá Morticia se peinaba con cajeta y aguarrás mientras que el hombre lobo aullaba sin cesar ¿Qué Tremendo torrijón ¿Qué monstruos son? ¿Qué monstruos son? ¿Qué monstruos son? Sí son ¿Qué monstruos son? Después el gato loco La luna contempló Ladrando el pobrecito Lumeando se quedó Con rebanadas de aire Murió de indigestión Aquel pobre gatito Murió, murió, murió Mientras que el hombre lobo aullaba sin cesar Presley and Willie B from the Independence, and you're listening to Six Foot Plus. <laughs> <laughs>
Low Straight Jackets and Ghostbusters off of the three-way split they did with The Flesh Tones and Southern Culture on the Skids, Mondo Zombie. It followed Louis Vivi Hernandez, El Monstruo. I was at Otto's Shrunken Head years ago when a guy at the DJ booth played a 45 of the song. I ran up there and I tried to figure out what it was and who it was by. He didn't really explain it, but one Shazam later, I found out who it was. I also found out that a decent copy of this 7-inch record goes for around 50 bucks. <laughs> oh, goodness. Yeah, for that amount of money, I can buy two copies of the vinyl reissue of Voodoo Trucker. Pig Bay Records is reissuing Deadbolt's discography on vinyl one album at a time. They've already put out Tijuana Hit Squad, and they've just released Voodoo Trucker, or I think pre-orders are going on. I'm, don't quote me on that. I do know that the Voodoo Trucker was the first Deadbolt CD I ever bought. It's not the first one I heard, but it was the first one I actually purchased. Ugh, I might have to break my vinyl sobriety to pick this new release up. Ah, I promised I wouldn't until the end of the year. I have to call my sponsor. In the meantime, here now, a cut from the album Deadbolt and Billy's Dead. His hair is dry and his skin is pale He wears shades and he smells kind of stale Yeah, don't laugh, but thank you very much Did you notice that he's cold to the touch? Look, man, I think your friend Billy might be dead Look, I'm telling you, I think your friend Billy might be dead. The chicks really dig him, he's got one on each side. Don't you think it's strange he's got a hearse for a ride? I'm talking serious, I'm not half-crocked. You know, it's kind of weird, his fridge is padlocked. Hey, I think your friend Billy might be dead Yeah, I think your friend Billy might be dead I've been following him around He goes to the mortuary a lot He buys heavy makeup I know I'm obsessed, but I must know the truth. Think your friend Billy I might be dead. Look, let's talk serious. I think your friend Billy might be dead. Pretty soon everyone thought I was going crazy. He said you're just jealous of Billy. He's just kind of lazy. So I did some research and found something scary. Went to the library and found Billy's obituary. Huh? Uh, here's his picture. I'll tell you now, your friend Billy is officially dead. Your friend Billy is dead. 
Your friend Billy is dead. El Morte. No more. God, I like. I can't believe I had sex with him. Oh, God. de horror punk en Latinoamérica y todos somos parte de él. Monster Peace, the only horror punk radio program in Latin America. Hosted by Lalo Canio, Monster Peace broadcasts from the heart of Mexico City, filling the airwaves with the sinister sounds of fear. Horror knows no borders, and for more than five years, Monster Peace has brought you some of the best bands from Mexico, Argentina, Brazil, Peru, Colombia, North America, and beyond. Fiends, Super Beasts, E Vampiros, all tune in to Monster Peace, available now on Mixcloud. The coffin that is open is a lot of and the Igors, Opening the Coffin, a song I played because I've been listening to a lot of HalloweenRadio.net to get in the mood for the upcoming season. I mean, we're in the season right now, but the upcoming holiday. Plus, with all the episodes that we're putting out here at Six Foot Plus, I might need a little inspiration for our playlist. I'm banking that a lot of artists are going to release Halloween songs within the next three weeks, but you never know, sometimes there's a drought. Ah. That does put me into a bind, because I can't just talk into your ear for an hour after all. I need to play SOME music. Though at this point, I think it's time for me to just 
zip my lip and get back into my coffin. It's the end of the episode, after all. I hope you've enjoyed yourself. We'll be back in a week, so subscribe, rate, review, and recommend the show to all your friends. Let's get as many people listening to us this season, because, man, when Halloween comes around, we're going to have something great for you. In fact, I have to start working on that right now. So, tell all your friends, and in the meantime, check out Phantom Creep Radio, keep an ear open for my appearance on the Garage Punk Surfcast, the annual Halloween episode, go back and listen to all Six Foot Plus's Halloween adventures, and be sure to read Gravediggers Local 16, found online at gravediggerslocal.com. Hit me up on Twitter, at Six Foot Plus, and on Instagram, Six Foot Plus Podcast. Remember to spell it with the number six, F-T-P-L-U-S. With this episode and the one we've released earlier in the week, you should be vomiting orange and black and purple and white by now. Those are the official colors of Halloween, after all. But to get us even more into the mood, we're going to end this show with Speedball Jr. and their version of Halloween, a song from the Halloween Hootenanny, that one time that Rob Zombie teamed up with the Ghastly Ones and teased us for the album that we are never going to get. That is my Halloween wish, dear listener, for Rob Zombie and the Ghastly Ones to get together and put out just an EP, maybe? Please? All right. Happy October, dear listener. Join me in my wish, and I hope all your Halloween wishes come true as well. Okay, I'm going to be quiet, because I'm going to be back in your ear sooner than you think. And do me a solid. Clean it out, won't you? Yeah. (laughs) All right, my sweet ball of wax. You know how this goes. Until next time, dear listener, stay creepy, stay strange.
Six Foot Plus, episode 237, with a pumpkin chaser. Because everything is flavored pumpkin this year. This has been Six Foot Plus, a GDL 16 production. The show's theme song, Carpe Noctum, performed by the Madeira. Havala, Ivan. Urban Graveyard Lounge music provided by Kava Khan. Mahalo. Monster Matt Patterson of the Monster Matt Minute can be found online at hahahorror.com to find out more about the music featured on this episode of Six Foot Plus, as well as all past episodes, head over to sixfootplus.com. <laughs>